Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Great floors for every home. With locations in Crestwood, Manchester, Overland, and St. Peter's. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. On this Black Monday, the Minnesota Vikings have fired their head coach, Mike Zimmer, and their general manager, Rick Spielman. More about that coming up later in the show. But right now, we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. What a weekend for your St. Louis Blues. A win over Washington and then a win yesterday. Dramatic win over the Dallas Stars. And the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joins us here on 101 ESPN via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And Kerbs, it was good to hear your voice again yesterday. Welcome back into the Blues booth. How you doing? Randy, doing well. Things are good. Uh, hey, before we get into the hockey game, here's a football question for you. Did did we witness this weekend maybe some of the most uh, end-to-end inept coaching in NFL history over one weekend? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair to say. From, from, uh, from what the New York Giants did, you know, back in their own end towards the end of the second half, but, and, and a coach just given up to – watching the Denver Broncos, what, uh, decide not to go for it with four minutes to go in the mm-hmm. game to even last night watching that game, and you're sitting there going, you need to just put a drive together to win the game, and you decide you're going to bring in um, Marcus Mariota and try to run a couple of trick plays and stuff like that. Like, what the hell is going on? Well, Curbs, you run know. the ball up the middle and, and then pass it. <laughs> Shouldn't be that hard. Well, Curbs, you know it's a good game for the Blues when the opposing coach is slamming sticks into the wall. What did you think of the finish for the Blues yesterday? Yeah, you know what? That one, uh, yeah, that one's pulling one out of the fire, and, and you're going to find ways to win some games. And, and and that was one where the Dallas Stars, I thought, played about as perfect a road game as, as they were going to have to play. And the Blues finally took advantage of uh, of some special teams. So special teams won them that game. Uh, Jordan Bennington won them that game. Uh, and you know what? It was just one of those you had to continue to battle through the end. And when you look at this hockey team top to finish, Michelle, uh, I mean, it, they're top to bottom. It's just they're in every game. I mean, I keep throwing those stats around, but they're in every single team. Even games where, you know, they didn't have a great second period. It's only the second time in 16 games that the other team has scored more goals in the second period than the Blues. First time in 16 games, the Blues have not scored a goal in the second period. You know, and they still ended the third period just down by one. It, the one thing that this team has shown is they're never out of it going into the third. And if that's the case, you give yourself a chance to win every time. And Curbs, the other cool thing, and we saw it in the final minute yesterday, we saw it with the Barbashev goal on Friday. This team never stops playing. And that has been over the course of maybe a decade. One of the issues that I've had with the Blues is there was a stretch there where they always seem to allow goals in the last 
30 seconds, last minute of a period. And now they're the team that's scoring those goals and never quit competing. Yeah, you know, we had a game earlier this year where, um, uh, who was it? Was it Colorado? I'm going to blank off of just pulling this one off the top of my head. Where a goal was scored, I think, by Colorado, like inside the final two or three seconds. And, and that was the wake-up call that you, you've got to go all the way through to the end. And that includes saves, by the way, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you've just got to kind of battle through. And that's the one thing that this team has done, has continued to battle through. And, you, you know, they, they took advantage of, of a good situation with the power plays that they had last night, but they started coming. And you could feel them coming in that third period, you know, and, and you're just sitting there going, okay, this is a really good period of hockey but you hope it doesn't come too late on the heels of what was not a good second period. And they were able to pull it out. But they listen, isn't that one of the coolest things in sports though? So, you know, we were just talking about some of the stuff we saw in football yesterday, but look, look at anybody that watched the blues game was at the blues game or listened to the blues game. You saw something that in the 50 year history of this franchise had never happened before. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's what makes sports so darn cool is, from one game to the next, you just never know what you might see. We talked about that to open the show, Curbs, how amazing it is that you could watch Blues hockey every game your entire life and turn on and listen to the game or watch the game and see something brand new. It really is awesome. Yeah, no, it is It is. It is cool. And it's one of the things that this team has with the depth. I'm still curious moving forward how this group is going to shake out. Because even Craig Berube had said about a week, week and a half ago somewhere in there that but even the team that they're putting on the ice now, that's different than the team that was there a few weeks ago when they rattled off those, those five wins with Charlie Lindgren um, and, and how they're going to adjust. Like Even the way that this team is going to play now with this roster set is different than the way they had to play with that roster. And, and, and even though there's going to be some stylistic things that need to be the same, you're going to play different just because you have more skill in the lineup. And how this shakes out still remains to be seen. But there's a couple of huge wins there. I mean, that – First off, you, you know, you, you go you go to the win over Washington, an enormous response after the loss to Pittsburgh. But then this one, you know, the Dallas Stars could have pulled to within seven points with four games in hand. And to manage to get out of that game and not let them get any points is just absolutely huge. I mean, I, I continue to look at the standings, and you've got to be careful now because of COVID that the standings are a little skewed. Uh, it's a little bit of a false front because of the games in hand situations that some teams have on others like Colorado still with like four or five games in hand on the blues, just three points back. But having said that, it's amazing to me that you could go on a stretch where you've only lost in regulation three times in 16 games. And you feel like you're in an absolute dogfight for the playoffs. And it's only game number 36. Another stat curbs that I love that pops out at me is that the blues extend their ice point streak at home to 12 games. You have to love that they're handling their business at enterprise center as well. That was a focus, I think, for this hockey team right from the start. It's something over the first, you know, few years with Craig Berube that uh, you looked at, and, and they've been so good on the road, so much better on the road than it seems at home. And that that tide seems to have flipped this season, which is good. They they wanted to do a better job on home ice. They wanted to do a better job in the second period, and and that has been ringing true. And like you have to, I mean, it could it be as simple as just the the special teams being that big of a difference maker? when you've got both special teams in, 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 in the top 10 and you're consistently making teams pay for putting you, uh, you know, on the power play, it, it might be. But without a doubt, uh, that, that's a, 
obviously the biggest reason the Blues are where they are right now. Curbs, a couple of more things for me. Number one, it's been a long time, and we've talked a lot about the balance the Blues have. But when you talk about them having guys to add to Tarasenko, when Kairou has 14 goals and Buchnevich has 13 and Barbashev has emerged into that guy, we kind of thought he would be when he was with the Chicago Wolves, and he's got 13 goals. The Blues have a lot of people that are capable of putting the puck in the net, which hasn't always been the case. Well, and I mean, that's the amazing thing. They went into that game yesterday, and I don't know if these numbers have changed after the full slate of games yesterday, but they went into that game yesterday with the second most points of any team in the National Hockey League from forwards. And they had the most assists from forwards of any team in the National Hockey League. Now, the, the team that's number one in those categories is the Florida Panthers. So if I sit here, Randy, and tell you that's that and say it's the St. Louis Blues and the Florida Panthers, most people are probably going – there's no way because you don't have a Nathan McKinnon. You don't have an Austin Matthews. You don't have a Sidney Crosby. You don't have the Alex Ovechkin, you know, but, but these two teams are just very deep, good teams. I mean, when you're talking about even, you know, and I know they, the, the offense hasn't been there of late with these three guys, but you know, Logan Brown has the ability to score. Mm-hmm. Clint Costin hasn't scored in 20 games, but he'll shoot the puck. Tyler Bozak's a veteran player in the league. That's your fourth line. Oscar Sundquist and David Perron along with Brandon Saab, which at third line yesterday. I mean, it just creates matchup problems up and down the lineup. And and when you have that, you've just got depth that makes it very hard to defend. It shows that you don't need that off-the-chart superstar to win in the National Hockey League if you've got a team that's built with that kind of depth because you just continue to come wave after wave after wave. Now, five-on-five is such a big part of the Blues game because eventually that wave after wave starts to wear down another team. And then when they do give you a power play, you burn them. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. And uh, that depth is, is really something where you consider that the Blues, again, as I said, have more points from their forwards than every other team in the league but one. And finally, Curbs, the Seattle Kraken will make their first ever visit to St. Louis on Thursday night. And we talk about Blues forward scoring. I wonder if there's any regret on the part of the Kraken that they didn't take Vladimir Tarasenko. Well, that, you know what? I wonder, uh, Randy, I wonder if there's any regret from the Seattle Kraken that they didn't take several other players. Mm-hmm. You, you know, considering I, I, they, they were not going to get the haul that the Las Vegas Golden Knights did because the general managers learned their lesson over those four years. They, they learned their lesson to not just give a slew of draft picks or trade other good players because you want to keep one player, that kind of thing. They, they learned not to do that, and so that made it harder and, and there was, I, don't, I didn't think there was any way that the Seattle Kraken were going to come out of this expansion draft the same way that Vegas did. Having said that, I thought they could come out of this expansion draft better. And, and they, they went for more middle-of-the-road kind of players, just kind of looking for a balance top to bottom. And it just hasn't come together and hasn't been as good as, as it could be. And I do wonder if there's a bit of a missed opportunity. And I have to go back and study that expansion draft a little bit more again. But, you know, the reality of it is, They've only got the 10 wins. They're coming in, uh, you know, with uh, you know, with, with a little bit banged up. Obviously, we won't see James Schwartz. But, yeah, you, you had an opportunity to take Vladimir Tarasenko. You have plenty of cap space to do it. They didn't do it. They didn't take some other players as well. And they're struggling this season as a result of it. I, I thought that this team could have been better and had a chance Me to too. be better had they picked a little better. Hey, Curbs, uh, last week when we talked to you, you'd tested positive for COVID. You missed a couple of games. John Kelly did one. Timmy Woodburn did a game on uh, Friday night against Washington. How are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great, Randy. I had, uh, I had no symptoms all week. 
I, I was asymptomatic, but you know, there's there's rainbows on everything. Uh, two of my daughters ended up testing positive uh, as well, and they had some symptoms and they had fevers that were, you know, upwards of close to 104. I mean, you mm-hmm. you know that that gets serious when that's the case and some sore throats. So uh, it was good to, to feel good actually, and just be able to be dad and take care of them. So. Everything is good. Everybody is good. Uh, you know, they're back. Everybody's asymptomatic again. And, you know, big thanks to John and Tim for filling in. I, I, thought, I don't know if you caught any of Tim's games. Tim and I did games in the minor leagues all those years ago. He was with, uh, he was in Birmingham for a while, then Roanoke, and then a long time with the Kentucky Thoroughblades. And we'd catch up and share some beers after some games, Randy. But he had one of the, I, I thought his line was great at one point in time during that broadcast. Because uh, he hadn't done a game in something like 10 or, 10 or 11, 12 years or something mm-hmm. like that. And he goes, man, the last time I did a game, that would have been a two-line pass. <laughs> like, that, was, <laughs> that was just a, a fantastic line to throw in there. So big thanks to Tim. Yeah, great job by him. And it, it was good to hear his voice. Curbs, glad you're feeling good. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back at it Thursday night for the Blues and the Kraken. Take care. All right. Have an awesome week, you two.